Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. My name is John Atherton with GT Nexus, and I'm here with Saeed Razavi in the studio. Hi, John. Good to be here. Today, we're going to cover this topic of procure to pay and supply chain finance as it intersects with vendor fees and value. You like that topic, Saeed? I do. I've come across that many, many times. Uh, I bet you have. Okay, so there's this whole idea of there's value in this equation. By moving to an automated process, good things happen. It also opens up the door for supply chain financing techniques to optimize capital and cash. But who's going to pay? So there's three models. First one is the buyer pays and the supplier gets it for free. But then you can flip that around into the second model where the supplier pays and the buyer gets it for free. And then there's the third model where both sides pay. So there's three models. Let's take the perspective of a buyer. I'm Nike or Adidas or Puma. Why would I sponsor the thing and make it free to all my vendors? Because it drives adoption. So if you make it free for your vendors, they're more likely to buy into your program. And at the end of the day, you're going to get all of those cost savings through automation of the P2P and the SCF processes. So the buyer is willing to take on the fees and make it worthwhile and easier for the suppliers to be onboarded onto the program. Okay, I get that. Now let's do the reverse. Talk me through a situation where the buyer says, I'm not willing to sponsor this thing. Maybe the value is not as good. I don't know. And the supplier is paying. When would that happen? We don't really see this model too much. And the reason being the buyers really got to believe that there's more value in it for the supplier than there is for the buyer. Typically, you would see this in an SCF program where the buyer sees the value, for example, for suppliers to be paid early through bank funding as a great enough incentive for the suppliers to adopt the program. So that makes sense for me. If there's value in it for the supplier in terms of getting access to capital at a lower rate or getting paid early, especially in a supply chain finance scenario, the third model is really just kind of a blend of the two. There's value for both the buyer and the hundreds of vendors and suppliers that they work with. Let's move on and double click a little bit further on these value areas or benefits for the hundreds or thousands of suppliers in a buyer's network. Can you talk through some of the most important ones? So there's definitely value in it for suppliers. Automation is great for both sides, but there's considerable value in it for the supplier side as well. First and foremost, removing the paper, automating processes, getting rid of those costs, getting rid of the postman in the middle. These are all benefits that the suppliers enjoy. And so if they were to pay a small amount for that benefit, it's still worthwhile in their interest. Okay, so that's like, wow, it used to be all manual, a bunch of paper, a variety of formats. It was time intensive. And now through automation, I can redirect those employees employees of mine here on the ground in Asia, for example, or point them at different activity areas. Let's move on to another one. Talk to me about this thing around day sales outstanding or DSO and the time it takes for suppliers to get paid. Can that be managed more efficiently and more optimally on the supplier side? Absolutely. If you have a manual process, then there's uncertainty around when a supplier will be paid. Through the automation, the supplier can actually track the invoices. They can rest assured that the invoice has been delivered. It's been received by the buying organization and therefore it is more than likely to be paid on time. So therefore the suppliers can reduce their day sales outstanding. So those two put together, in my mind, administrative efficiencies, equal or shorter DSO are both compelling reasons to substantiate and provide the rationale for vendor fees in a project like this. But I suppose if you layer on more advanced techniques around supply chain finance, the value proposition becomes even more significant for a supplier. Can you remind me of some of those maneuvers in this value added area around supply chain finance? 
even with the procure to pay automation, there's value in it for the suppliers. But where supply chain finance comes in is bringing additional value and additional incentive for those suppliers to be onboarded onto a program. So previously where we said the suppliers get cost savings and the ability to track the status of their invoices through an automated solution, now what we're saying is we can bolt on additional services on top of that. So things like supply chain finance. So once the invoice has been received by the buyer and it's been approved, the buyer can actually say, I can pay you this invoice early in return for a discount, or I can refer this invoice to a bank to be funded and the bank can pay you early in return for a small discount. So those all together sound totally compelling to me. I know it's different for every buyer and its community, but when you roll up the value across the entire network, I think that is more than enough to substantiate and provide the rationale for an investment from the vendors and also from the buyers themselves. Well, Saeed, thanks for your expert opinion on this topic. Thanks for joining us in the studio. Again, this is John Atherton signing off from Supply Chain Radio. 